0: Hello and welcome to the Free Associates. That's right, folks, the Free Associates. The freedom to associate. The freedom to associate with anything, any idea, any possible scenario you can imagine. Because why not? Because let me tell you, convictions that go untested, they're not convictions. They're notions. And we here on the Free Associates... We like to consider everything all, from every side, possible. Now, most weeks we're in kind of deep thought, we're in deep discussion. We usually have an article we base things on, but this week, yes, this week we have a very special episode. You know those 80s sitcoms, they have very special episodes. Well, this is one of them. For the Free Associates, this is... Now, the name of this is actually a little bit deceiving, but the name of the episode today is, and wait for it, I want you to consider this, because whatever you think it is, it's not what it is, it's not what it sounds like, it's called Trumpy 2020, that's right, and in a minute, you'll understand why we called it that, and another Free Associates first, we're going remote. We're going remote, we're going off location. So stay tuned. We're gonna have a great time. Okay, and we're coming back to the Free Associates. The FreeAssociates.us is our website, and this is our very first remote location Free Associates show. And we are actually—I'm going to let my guest describe where we are right now. How would you describe it?
1: I feel like I'm sitting inside a gangster's uh, car. <laughs> a little bit of—I'm so flattered. An Irishman, kind oh, yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know. Don't tell anyone where I am, but here I am.
0: It is true. You know, we're, we're, we are on a winter street. We're looking at the snow. We're sitting in the front seat of a car. The car's not on. It really immediately implies a some stakeout? kind of, yeah, like either we're cops in a stakeout, or, or the, we're like gangsters, or like you're about to get whacked.
1: I'm about to get, yeah. I think
0: mm-hmm. it's you. Because I'm driving. You can't you can't whack the driver. The driver doesn't have because ask. if you whack the driver, the car goes right off the road. The driver never gets way. You know, if I'm being called for a sit down, I'm about to be whacked, I'll say, I'll drive. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Let me drive.
1: And sitting in the, the front passenger oh. seat is
0: He would never sit in the front passenger seat.
1: That's when you know it's over.
0: But I'll tell you, those mobsters, I mean, I've studied a lot of them. They have to go to the meetings. Like they go. They like know that they're gonna get hit and they go. It's like that last scene in Johnny Brasco. He goes. You know, he's like, I know I'm going to get, about to get it. But they do. They just kind of walk right into it. The very few of them, like, run away. Let's just put it that way.
1: But at least, you know, if you go, they're not going to, uh, at least in the movies, they, they're not going to hit you in front of your family.
0: Right. Yeah, no, it's Roman. quiet. It's noble. It's Roman. Now, <laughs> we're... We are, as we often are on The Free Associates, we're, like, off to the races without even, like, knowing who we are. I am the BIQ. I'm the Barbarian in Question. I'm Norm Cody. I'm your host here on The Free Associates. Can you introduce yourself?
1: I am Steve Trumpy, also known as Trumpy.
0: That's right. Um, and you're, you were a major, I would say, major radio personality for how many years? Oh, what are
1: we? you pushing six years here really? in the Valley.
0: Which well, six years in the Valley, when did you start uh, broadcasting your voice across the
1: airwaves? That's pretty much it, right? Really? There. I got here, I am. was here seven years, I got fast into radio almost immediately.
0: Yeah, okay, but we're going to get to that. Um, because in some ways, this is a sad episode for the Free Associates because you are moving. I am. Which is good for you, and you know, I'm all for it, and I feel very excited for you. You bought a house, and I think it's very positive. But for the Valley... I think it's a loss, and for the airwaves here, and also my students will be grieving you greatly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have only recently, because uh, just a few days ago was my final show, and I yep. bid farewell on social media, on the radio. I've been getting messages, through, mostly through social media. People I've never interacted with, hmm. thanking me for things. Hmm. And if you ever asked me what I did for the valley I'd be like I don't know I told poop jokes. Well, but when you get a message just,
0: the valley needs that. <laughs> I,
1: I agree. The valley needs that. But when you get a message from a stranger that says thanks for all you did for the LGBTQ yeah. community, you're just like oh. I'm like oh, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. And and what did I do? I you know, I, I was an ally and Yeah. You know.
0: What I just think, and also in a lot of these teenagers' lives and other people's lives, I mean, it's this interesting role that we're going to get into. Now, before we get into that, the free associates always does a loosening exercise. I'm going to show you a drawing. You oh. have to free associate on it. Don't describe it. Free associate on it. And then I'm going to score you. Okay. Scale of zero to 100, okay?
1: So what, I, I'm just I'm going to look at Do you know what free association is? Yeah, that's is. my next question.
0: You know what free association is, like ink blots. You know, you're not describing it. You're saying, you know, it's like this weird, like, when you're falling asleep or, like, you're driving in a car, you see, like, a sign. It reminds you of, like, when you were seven, you were gotcha. playing baseball. The light right now might remind you of something, right? I mean, in some ways, we could have pre associate on what we're looking at. But we're not going to do that through the windshield in our Chevy Impala. I am going to show you the drawing in three, two, one, pre-associate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I mean.
0: (laughs) Okay, careful.
1: (laughs) If I didn't have a three-year-old.
0: Yeah, you can't describe this. Just reassociate, associate man. What does this bring to mind? I get why this is dangerous. (laughs) Let me just say, I've really set you up for failure, but that's what we like to do on the show.
1: A beer came to mind? Oh, Okay. Go ahead, what beer? I mean, it made me think of a Saint, sort of a... St. Oh yeah. Girl? No, yeah, yeah, like a German uh, beer okay. hall. Okay. And it took me to this, like, uh, um, I'm imagining a, a dark beer hall with a big communal fireplace, and we're all just drinking, like in the, a sort of Viking nice. time. Uh, okay, mean,
0: nice, nice. I'm okay, good. You, you saved it, you saved it. I'm going to give you a 92. Okay. If you weren't moving, it would be an 84. Right. But, you know, I don't yeah, really feel like no, that's, that's very yeah. kind. I actually did not do this drawing. It's a coloring page of Anna and Elsa. From that's Frozen. right. <laughs> I'm <in>. <laughs> <laughs> So that's. <clears throat> they're very attractive. Um, anyway. now
1: I did see Frozen 2.
0: And Frozen 2 is supposed to be excellent, isn't yeah, it? It was very good. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I talk a lot about this sh- on this show. I'm always talking about kids' movies. I do think. That we're living in, like, the golden age of children's film. Their best writing in Hollywood comes out in kids' movies. We saw Ralph Rex the Internet recently. <laughs> it was amazing.
1: It's a great film.
0: It's a great film. Toy Story 4 was just off the charts. Good writing. I mean, so profound and so good. So tell us what station you were on.
1: I was on a Hits ninety four three. Yep. A uh, Top 40 station uh, broadcasting out of Northampton here in the Pioneer Valley. Um, the radio group had four stations, WHMP, 90s, uh... Does
0: anyone listen to that station? Yeah, you
1: know, someone. It's such
0: a funny acronym. WHMP, it just sounds like WIMP.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, we used the, the, the vehicles are always called WIMPy. Like <laughs> the current station vehicle for WHMP is called WIMPy.
0: You know, a political AM station should not have the acronym of a WIMP. You mm. know what I mean? But anyway, I don't want to be
1: too no, critical. let's do it. Uh also ninety three nine right in the river was in the yep. in the building and pure old East ninety six nine. I was afternoons on hits, and then I uh, created commercials as a production director. For right, all the and stations.
0: that was a lot of your work. That wasn't was a it? lot of the a work. A
1: lot of the work.
0: Now, all of those stations are in that small building downtown yeah, Northampton. That's it. And how many like actual booths and DJ booths are there?
1: Uh, one uh, for for stations. Um, the river and WHMP have designated studios, and then you have a newsroom for WHMP. Mm-hmm. And then my studio was kind of utilitarian. It was, it was the hit studio and production, and then even with the flip of a switch that was hidden from us, so we didn't ever flip the switch, could become a backup air studio.
0: Okay, yeah. That and then makes there sense. was just
1: uh, another sort of utilitarian studio that, also with a flip of a switch, could go on air, but that switch was also hidden.
0: Is that local radio? Is that a very hand-to-mouth operation? Is it a money maker? Do you know?
1: They make money. They make money. I mean, the money comes from commercials. Yeah. Um, and because the dynamic of radio, it's a local radio. We also don't subscribe to the rating systems. So a lot of radio stations that subscribe to ratings, they get a, they get people just calling them like. Oh, we're Coca-Cola, and I have this many dollars to spend in your area and this demographic, because it's all done on research. And you are number five in the blah, so we are going to give you 13% of the dollars that we have here. Go. Right. So it's all national dollars. Yep. We don't have any of that, because we don't have ratings. And if we did, our ratings would be terrible, because we're Northampton, and we'd be considered Springfield Market, we don't even broadcast to Springfield. Yep. We rely on local businesses so then we get to cater to the community in a way so then we're it's we are making money off the community but feel like we're actually offering a service to them by creating campaigns for them it's not just a cookie cutter commercial and you hear plenty of them on the radio but you know we get to actually you know tell a story about that business in the community and so it's
0: yeah, I think, nice you, way to I, think it's the done, I think it's done well. I mean it's so cool this local radio station that's commercial. You know, it reminds me of the I was always fascinated by the radio station and Do the Right Thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> we love radio. I just always thought that was so cool that it was just like it felt like it was the neighborhood station. I don't even know how accurate it was, but I just as a narrative device it was it's so great. So what was your have you always wanted to do radio? You have, I, obviously have a strong voice.
1: I did. I've always wanted to do radio. I, when I was a kid. I got a radio and a skate I got a radio on skateboard in 3rd grade. Yeah. Christmas.
0: Oh, that's a great Christmas 3rd grade.
1: And I haven't sort of forgotten it. All I did then was ride my skateboard and listen to radio. Radio was different yeah. th- than in the 80s than it was today. I mean it was different in the 70s and the 60s than it is today. So it's just constantly changing, but we had personalities on the radio all the time. So you you would almost Mm -hmm. tune on the radio because, you know, oh, hey, this guy's on the radio. Let's tune in. Oh, yeah. Less about the music, but you always wanted to hear, and that's where you went for the music. But uh, I loved it. What really got me into radio was sports broadcasting. I'm not, I love sports, but I'm not, you know. Sports broadcasting really sucked me in. I heard hockey games, and I love the guy in in the hockey broadcast was always painting a picture and telling a story. And it always felt like he was just talking to me in my bedroom there, sitting there listening to my radio, like reading a comic book. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is great. I want I want to talk to people when they're in their bedroom. Now people okay, are sitting in a little their weird. bedroom. That's <laughs> yeah. A little weird. Yeah. Well, now, you, now you can't. Now I can't whisper through the well, windows. Well, I guess that's right. You're whispering
0: in the earphones, really, aren't you? That's or right. Or in the yeah. car radio.
1: In the car radio yeah. or streaming. Um,
0: I mean, people will listen to radio, uh, but I, I get your point. I think radio is so magical as a medium. Yeah. I mean, in a way that TV just won't, just it, never be. It'll
1: never be. and yeah. Radio's intimate. I mean, I get in your car, you turn on the radio, there's the music, and you have so many options. But sure. You know, you don't have, you don't have, uh, there aren't poop jokes on Pandora.
0: Right. No, and if they are, they're shuffled, so you can't tell which poop joke is coming up.
1: Pandora's not going to tell you what's on the lunch menu at Northampton High School.
0: Well, I always thought that was a really great feature of the show, honestly. And that shows you that you can get specific in a way that the kids feel seen You know, in a way that I just don't think you get a lot from, like, that kind of mass media. I mean, they were always so impressed when they found out I lived on the same block as you. (laughs) They they thought I must live in a gated community on top of town or something like that.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm the guy who rents a few doors down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's that funny thing. Uh, The Simpsons have that great, the yo-yo team comes into town. (laughs) And, you know, Lisa's just in love with this one of these yo-yo people, and she just thinks her life must be like... It's like a 16-year-old yo-yo person, and she just thinks she must be like a celebrity living in Hollywood. They just push them in the back of the truck, all the yo-yo kids.
1: Half in Northampton High School or a world champion yo-yo. Oh, I know. I had one in my class.
0: I don't know. Well, there's actually like some yo-yo program.
1: Yeah, well, uh, A to Z Science and Learning. Yeah. The owner owns... I see. um, ...what... I forget what it was, maybe United States' largest online yo yo retailer or maybe the world. Oh, really? so, something just uh, kind of bizarre that it exists here and, and Yeah. He runs a little yo yo school. I don't I don't know how I feel school. about
0: it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, it's a I'm lot of ups sure. and downs. I'm not sure. I might I might rather have a state champion football team, but you know, it's cool. <laughs> now, did you do radio before you came into the valley? Had uh, you done it?
1: For a very brief time. When I was 18, I found a buy-your-own airtime radio station. Really? It was, um, I think it was you a... You
0: had to buy your own airtime? A
1: hundred bucks an hour. Huh. And I contacted the station, and I was like, I want to do three hours a week. It was, in a, it was 300 bucks. That's a lot. And this is like ninety-six, ninety-seven.
0: In Jersey? In We're Jersey. In New
1: Jersey? Huh. And... And the guy on the phone says to me, kid, do you want to do radio or do you want to drive a Corvette? And I had to think about it. <laughs> I was like, well, well. I was like, could I afford a vet? <laughs> and I was like, I want to do radio. He was like, well, just, just come here and just meet us. So I, I went to this station and I was like, hey, how about I clean your bathrooms and you teach me radio? Huh. And he's like, I, I cleaned the bathrooms, vacuumed, did some stuff. And he's like, I'll give you an hour and a half a week of free airtime." time. Wow. I was like, this is great.
0: Uh, can you describe the business model there? What's the, uh, the business model? The whole station
1: is buy your own airtime. So they would sell to uh, um, churches, uh. Uh, different syndicated programs. They just sell cheap airtime. And a lot of it was people could say they were in the Philly market. huh. Because it was not quite Philly. It was uh, WNJC 1360, a 3,000-watt AM station, Um, poorly run poorly uh, everything it was just <laughs> totally weird yeah. but uh, I, I did it for, for for a few months could you I, sell advertisements on your uh, show then I, I could have I, yeah. I had no idea what was up to <laughs> I, I messed things up constantly <laughs> yeah. I was I was playing a mix of like Sinatra and Punk and right, stuff right. And I had no idea it was it was horrible yeah but I had, had a friend Jeffrey who was an aspiring actor and I always thought he had a chance, right? And and, and he's, been, he's been an actor since, um, but he came on with me a couple weeks in a row, and then he started saying things to me like, "Well, hey, next week we'll do this, and Uh-oh. we're going to do Uh-oh. this."
0: Uh-oh. I know and what's about to happen. I didn't
1: have what it took to like break his heart and be like, "This is this is mine." Yeah, you have your thing, and I made a decision to stop doing the oh, show, no. and that was me no. making the decision to support no. him in Dude. his acting
0: career. No, Steve. Because I thought he had
1: a better shot because, like, I'll never make it in radio. Oh, God. So I just ghosted the radio station. Huh. And never went back. And just to not offend Jeffrey. And then I just waited 20 years or so. 20 years. Just
0: just give us a short list of jobs you did in the interim. uh,
1: Every job in the restaurant except for being a chef. Mm Mm-hmm. From...
0: They wouldn't trust Buster, you
1: with knives. dishwasher. I'm just not a chef. Just not a chef. But I you was were always a cook, f- though, weren't I was, you? No, I was always the front of house guy. I was a food and beverage director. Okay. was the end of my restaurant career. even did consulting. I was hired to go in and fix a restaurant, you know, just like the, uh, the TV shows. Yeah. I come help fix our restaurant. and. Um, did you like that line of work? Uh, I, I did. I yeah. liked it a lot. But yeah. it was uh, the amount of hours. Huge you don't hours. fix a restaurant in three days. I mean, no. I work six months, 80 hours a week, and really? we we turned the ship just ever so slightly. Were those right big direction. restaurants? it's pretty big. It was Death Valley National Park It was the last one I worked oh, in. Oh, right.
0: You did tell me that. the
1: resort. So it was kind of like working on the moon. Yeah. Everything in Death Valley is like the moon. Is that right? No, yeah, I wouldn't know. It's Who weird. Who goes there? Everyone. Yeah. Uh, it's really, you know. Hikers climbing, outdoors people, and just adventurous who just want to huh. be like, I was in Death Valley.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: You know, and this was, this was the winter that I was there. I've been there in the summer, but it was the winter, so it was 70 degrees.
0: So what brought you to the valley then? Like, uh, what brought you and your family to the valley? Well,
1: I am originally from New Jersey. My wife's from Tennessee. We knew we wanted to get back to the East Coast, and my wife had been thinking about grad school, and then finally uh, she had landed on UMass because a friend of mine randomly in conversation she's like you should check out UMass only because she had been up here for the Green River Festival at one point and she yep. enjoyed that and was like there's a neat festival I think you would like the area I had forgotten about that conversation and that's why my wife applied to UMass and they gave her the best the best deal okay. so two masters degree later for her, two kids I started a new career it's a pretty big chapter in our life
0: yeah, let me just like I don't want to like die because there's no oxygen in the car. Hold on, it's getting hot. Um, so you come into the area, you land in Florence. Were you always in Florence?
1: We first landed over near um, Cooley Dick. Okay. And uh.
0: Then you got over here, lived on my block. You came and paid your respects to me because you realized I was the boss.
1: Yeah. Right, It's saw the lo- car.
0: Local neighborhood. Well, I had a Subaru back then, but no. it was still no. very clear, I'm sure. Now, how did you get into radio? What was your, so now it's 20 years later, you blew it when you were in high school. Yeah, I
1: did blow it. <laughs> I knew <laughs> before moving here that there was, UMass had a station. Yep. And I knew that there was a community radio station here in Florence.
0: Which is, what's the call uh, letters on that again? Uh, w, uh, WXOJ. Okay.
1: Um, so I knew there was places where you could volunteer, maybe get like your own little show, learn a little something. And I thought, Hey, I'll do that. Cause when I first got, it, I didn't have a job and I just, uh, my wife started school and I just slowed my roll a bit, took a couple deep breaths and got a job waiting tables part time and got in touch with the Valley Free Radio WXOJ here in Florence and slowly got involved and then really turned the wheels and kind of learned everything I could there. Uh, Because they
0: do training. They do
1: have training and they have, you know, the technology exists. And I ended up having my own little music show one night a week. And then I had a buddy of mine. I I hopped on his morning show. So we had a, a one day a week morning show and I did a music show one night a week and I was I was uh, turning and burning out some radio and loved it and felt like I wanted to do more or learn more and then I started just appearing at some of the events that the Northampton radio group was having. So if the, say WHMP was uh, broadcasting from Sylvester's, they'd say, "Come on down!" I'd be like, "All right, you invited me, I'm coming." Yeah. And you know, no one else comes on down. Right. So there I was. And I just kind of put myself out there, and huh. you could say I stalked them, but it was very strategic. I
0: was always really impressed because I mean, it's it's. Um, I remember when you got that work. I thought, wow, that's that's not the easiest thing to do. I feel like, um, no, and just, so uh, you you did seem to really like that's what you wanted to do. And I remember when you were down at XOJ, and and then it just seemed like two months later you you had a. A job, and I was just really impressed by that. I think that you deserve a lot of kudos for that, and uh, you just followed your nose a little bit. So you got the job, and it, was it pretty much standard, like one to five, or what was the slot that you were given?
1: Yeah, when when I first started on hits, we did. Um, I just kind of dropped in little uh, vignettes, so I would just record little thirty-second somethings that were kind of evergreen. And I would just stack them up. Maybe I'd have 12 or 15 of them, but they would air in the morning, like, four or five times. And then at night, four or five times. And they just kind of rotated. So it was really just me adding a little local flavor. Mm-hmm. And it was really just them, like, letting me do some radio. Just like, here, kid, do some radio. Uh, but then the system changed, and they're like, well, you know, we can give you a an actual on-air shift. So then... It became my shift. Became one to seven, and that's when my show, my time period, that became my show. One to seven. One to seven.
0: Now, that was pre-recorded or not?
1: Yeah, most almost a hundred percent of it. Um, oh, it's, the thing in radio is called voice tracking, and it's mm-hmm. kind of the death of radio and the, the future. So it can be used for good and evil. I feel like we used it for good. Um,
0: so describe that process.
1: Voice tracking is the ability to just, I just record my voice right into the to, to the actual show and it flows right with the music. But you can do it remotely. You can do that from across the country, which is where voice tracking becomes
0: uh, bad. So
1: like one person could sit in a studio and be the voice on thirty radio stations around the country.
0: Yep. And but then, what, what's the difference between voice tracking and just like using? Logic and just cutting a show together. Is there any difference, or is it basically the same idea? No, it's the same. So you're multi-tracking, you're pre-recording. That's it. And then,
1: if done right, there's really no difference between a voice track show and a live show.
0: Yeah, right. But you had, and is it that there are DJs out there who are in 30 distinct markets who are doing that? Huh.
1: Which is why, I mean, even just now, iHeartRadio laid off 1,500 people two weeks ago. Fifteen hundred. So they're gonna—they're going in a even more voice tracking direction, and then what they keep calling AI. or not—it's not entirely clear what the AI is. So. Huh.
0: Well, I have to say, and you might want to look this up, but it's a really famous WKRP sitcom. Do you know oh, WKRP? Oh, I
1: very much. Uh, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly.
0: Right. <laughs> what was that? The less. Less Les Nesman.
1: Uh, was doing it. They, they did a uh, in WKRP in Cincinnati. Did a, oh, yeah. a radio promotion where it was Thanksgiving time, and they threw turkeys out of a helicopter. Yep. not really, turkeys cannot fly, so the turkeys right. just fell to their death.
0: There were a lot of very special episodes of <laughs> WKRP, like those, the ones that would be advertised, like a very special episode. I mean, they were tackling some big issue. They did. I remember the one. They had one about the Who concert that got out of control. All right, uh, look it up. But there's one. And I got to say that, you know, half of the Valley that's listening to us right now is, or more than half, is just baffled by what we're talking about. But WKRP was a seminal sitcom in the 80s, early 80s. And there's one episode where Venus Flytrap, right?
1: Great DJ name.
0: Great DJ name. um, Is offered a job. And he's offered a job basically as a voice tracker, right? Right. And they, this de- this, they even had, like, the machine in the lobby that was doing it. It was this giant computer. And he did the right thing and didn't take the job or, like, walked away from the job.
1: Voice no. tracking is, it could be the death of radio.
0: Right. But, it, you know, things always survive somehow. I think uh, radio's
1: going to do fun. Radio no. needs personalities and, you know
0: and you are one of them now let, let's we're going to go to a break in just a minute and I uh, just want to remind you guys you're listening to The Free Associates all of the everything that you can find you need to find can be found at thefreeassociates.us and uh, I am Norm Cody I'm the BIQ I'm the Barbarian in Question I'm here with Steve Trumpy we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute
2: baby if you never ever wondered wondered Whatever became of me I'm living on the air in Cincinnati Cincinnati WKRP Got kind of tired of packing and unpacking Town to town, up and down the dial Maybe you and me were never meant to be Just maybe think of me once in a while thing I ever had to do, broke my heart in two, but baby, pay no mind. The price for finding me was losing you. Memories helped me hide my lonesome